So in doing this journaling, I've been exploring a series that I've had a placeholder name for called UX for All. And the idea to say user experience for all is it's like celebrating and pointing out and trying to offer tools arranged in a way that are approachable to people of various backgrounds to say, well, we all who work together on a project have some aspect toward influencing potentially one another's roles, especially if we're all choosing to become designers, because now you're starting to to collect constraints and thoughtfully navigate them. And we're all providing one another these kind of constraints. And honestly, UX for all in a way, in some ways is, um, it's a MacGuffin. It's in some ways it's, it's aspirational because if you think about the skills and tools of user experience, it's borrowed, borrowed, they are borrowed from so many places that, well, what happens when these things are just used in everyone's roles and why would you need a specific role of a user experience designer and whatnot. If you have a a user-centered product manager and a user-centered engineering lead, if you have a user-centered chief financial officer, I mean, you pick as, as these concepts spread, then, um, maybe there is a world that is sort of post-user experience um, as a specific role. Interesting exercise, and I don't know. I'm not going to try to to, uh, predict that, but I think there's plenty of work for UX designers for the future that I can foresee. But I do think that the like one of the things that helps spread the the um, spread the adoption and appreciation and, and making the more making more use of it is actually spreading more more awareness across different roles on teams to uh, maybe expect more out of it and to potentially gain more out of it through that expectation so to say um, well we need to influence what we're working on next as a marketing team because of the user experience or, you know, teams that, that wouldn't necessarily have to prioritize that in a traditional sense. Anyway, the UX for all thing is starting to morph for me in my notes. And as I'm uh, working on and, and even doing a few of these riffing episodes where um, the, it, the, it's too rough draft. Yeah, this is rough draft too, but I'm telling you that I've, I've got a few UX for all posts uh, recorded that they're just earlier in their evolution and as far as crystallizing enough thought to be uh, useful for an audience. So yeah, I don't, I don't want to waste your time with that, especially if it gets to be like 20 minutes or so. Um, I really want to make sure I have some useful points that land when I do, as I often do, take that much amount, that, that much time. So what I have for you now is, is that thought that UX for all is evolving and it's sort of UX for all who want to level up in their user centeredness, or is it maybe just practicing user experience? I'm not sure, but these are sort of new working understandings and banners that I'm, I'm starting to, to think about. And this post in addition to that idea about the, the, the morphing and evolving of the series is about 
there are three primary constituencies and maybe four that are really important to include all of them in order to have well-rounded enough choices to for what you want to do as a designer, for having an informed enough perspective that you're doing something that is uh, relevant for your team and for your business and primarily for your audience. Because you're there involved on a project and if you're wearing that hat saying, yeah, I'm the user-centered primary source of information, primary source of uh, thinking and inclusion and an adaptation of, of well, the at least the sort of point of the system that the user sees. So we can call that a touch point or what have you. So that the, your constituencies are your audience, the users, your business, the funders, right? And the makers or engineers or artists, right? So the, then you have the people who build the stuff, you have the people who sort of fund and, and um, you know, inform the business strategy of the stuff or to at least to a very large extent. And then, of course, you've, you've got that audience. And it's really all too easy to um, move and work in a way that doesn't include all three constituencies to enough of a degree. And, and if you're on a project that errs toward the side of, well, let's listen to the business needs more and let's sort of take that as our requirements and their actions. And we sort of polish them in a way where we try to make the touch point all, all about those goals and make sure the screens are all about the, the, the business goals. And we're not including enough of the, of the, of the audience. Then you create a system that shifts the power balance in a way that, that, um, that can have a lot of unintended side effects. So that's something to really watch out for. Like you can be essentially a, an agent for creating things that um, really aren't inclusive and yet ha- are being created in, you know, with, with disciplines and intent and expectations, at least to some extent, that they are actually user-centric. Just because the, it, it has been, this project has been imbued by the, thought and effort and ideas of someone who wears the hat of user experience design. So that's, I mean, that's really important to think about because you get into situations where um, what the system does may not, well, will likely not be apparent to the users. Like, is this system uh, measuring the interactions and in time and reporting back to a server or what have you. And have you told someone that this thing that someone that they're using is actually reporting back on them? Have you, um, and if you have, have you made that clear or is it sort of buried in, um, sort of, uh, policy check boxes and stuff like that? And if it is, is that enough? Is that, is that really, um, like, like in the field, I mean, have you tested that? Do you, do you know that your, your users know what they're agreeing to and stuff when they sign up to the thing? And so it's those kinds of things where um, and it's tough because you can be in businesses that haven't considered things in that way. And so this is not UX for all. This is UX for people really wanting to, um, well, advocate 
and work and communicate in ways that are potentially really new and unfamiliar, uncomfortable, uncomfortable, and potentially even full of conflict for different organizations. And here you are wearing the hat. And I'm telling you, that's, that's part of the job. <laughs> and that's okay. So what I'm pointing to, again, if, if you say that there's these constituencies, the, the, the users, the business, your team, the, or the users, the business, the makers, what have you. And um, now there's also the fourth one I throw in there sometimes is you. So it's like, where, is, where do you want to go with your career in making things in design or making meaningful products? Because the projects you end up on, they are your story. That's your narrative for your where you've been and how you've served and who you've served and what kind of things have you helped them find as important problems and clarify and and then come up with credible credible ways to go about tackling those problems those are your designs that's that's your that's your that's your portfolio and to whatever extent you're allowed to able to communicate you're able to communicate it you can at least speak generally to it and the kinds of um, you know, decisions and collaborations you've navigated to, um, you know, to, to build your story. So it's worth thinking about. So I would, I would say you're, you're a constituency and that, then that's a treacherous thing too, because if we include ourselves too much as a designer, now we're making the system about us. And that's, that's a mistake also. Um, because yeah, you could look at it as a opportunity in a portfolio piece in a way that doesn't include enough of the other constituents and then, or stakeholders or whatever, however you'd want to term them. And now you're making a statue to yourself and that's not user experience design, right? That's not designer experience design. (laughs) Uh, It's not business experience design. It's not engineering experience design. It's user experience design. So that is the food for thought I have for you today. I think this points to many deeper topics that in a nutshell, what we covered here, what I shared here is that you have at least three constituencies, if not four, you need to think about. You need to try to put more emphasis on the user and it takes a lot of work to include them and potentially in some contexts, in some businesses or industries, you have even more work and potentially conflict ahead of you. And that's, um, those are topics as well. Like how do you navigate that conflict and, and, um, find a sort of a, a collaborative way for everyone to win as best as you can, because in some ways, not everything, not every potential win is possible when you're being that inclusive. So potential wins that fall to the wayside are ones that are being, maybe exploitative and it's worth uh it's worth addressing that and then navigating that as as choices for your for your career and um you know that's it's 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 fine to end up in those situations and then it's sort of your it's up to you as far as how you, how you navigate it and what you do next but that's beyond the scope of this episode so i guess it's kind of a cliffhanger right there's my first cliffhanger in the ux for all series Uh, Stay tuned to the who knows when I get to that uh, topic. But what is this? So this is the Polytechnicast, and it's a place where I 
typically reflect on projects that I'm, I'm trying to get more out of. It's a bit of a journal. But as a journal, it also is a place where I, I put new thoughts in and, and especially try to think about uh, stuff I have not done a lot of sharing about publicly yet. So it's almost like my scratch pad where I'm, I'm getting ideas out and then sharing them here. And then I, I can to continue to hone and refine. It's like, well, why capture it? Well, because it's captured and it's a thing. It's a, it's a, it's a idea out of my head. And now I can look at it and interact with it and explore it further and whatnot. So that's how this UX for all series is, is coming about and evolving and potentially is now becoming a UX practice for all, maybe, or one of the other titles I mentioned earlier. But also, why are there so many Polytechnicasts in November? Tell you what, it's because of this creative challenge that I co-founded with Jersey Drozd. And he and I are into this journaling thing and we love to celebrate and just and spread it because it is so useful to get the, your thoughts out of your head and the practice of it and the potential of, of sharing that and how he can help others who, who, um, who learn and hear from your experience if you want. Because just practicing it alone, that's great. You don't have to share it. And, uh, but if you want to share it, we'll get, we have this creative challenge. And it's going on right now, every, uh, in November, the sixth one in, the, in a row. And it's called Art Sound Off. And you can learn more about it at artsoundoff.com. And you can also follow the kinds of posts that other, other folks are, are posting this year, right now, potentially as I speak, and uh, in prior years, just by looking for the hashtag Art Sound Off on your favorite platform. All right. That's all I have for you today. If you have any thoughts, questions, reactions, you can hit uh, hit me up on my my user handle, which happens to be my name on platforms like Instagram and Twitter, which is Rob Stenzinger. And via good old-fashioned email, you can reach me at rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>